0: Hi, this is Matt Cooley, host of the podcast Upside Downside, where we explore what it takes to be the best finance business partners possible. I'm a finance business partner myself and former president of the New York City chapter of Financial Executives International. Prepare to meet professionals on the front lines of value creation and hear their stories. If you'd like to suggest a future guest for this podcast or be a guest yourself, please reach out. Now on to today's podcast. Please welcome Cliff Merchant, finance manager at 4 Scout Technologies. Hey, Cliff. Hey, Matt. Thank you for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, thanks. It was wonderful having you. Please tell us about your business, Cliff, and uh, how you came to the role that you have today.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so my company is focused on cybersecurity, and uh, my current role is I'm the sole business partner for our chief customer officer, and he has responsibility for both customer support and the professional services businesses, which are full PL and l responsibility. Um, how did I end up in this role? Uh, the, uh, the, the short version, um, I was fortunate enough to work at a variety of companies from medium-sized companies all the way up to multi-billion dollar corporations. Um, and I've also worked at a cross-section. I've worked at a public utility, um, a few computer hardware, networking companies, software companies and uh for for good measure i've even worked at a uh, law firm a well known law firm out in the bay area and um within those companies i've also had a variety of business partners um there's been sales marketing r&d G&A functions um and an interesting point my first job or my first analyst role was supporting a hardware services division and now i've gone somewhat full circle and I'm currently Supporting a hardware or a services division once again. (laughs) Why not? You must have enjoyed it. (laughs) Hopefully, I picked up a few things in that time.
0: Hmm. Wow, that's what I love about your background. Actually, is the variety of roles and uh, different environments and people that you've had to interact with. I mean, it's it's a good story for a finance business partner podcast. So, during your career thus far, um, there must be some. I'll call them foundational truths of finance business partnering that uh, you've noticed seem to consistently apply regardless of where you're working. Um, is that the case? And are, is, is there been any one particular sort of truth that you've noticed uh, or a North star during your career as a partner?
1: Oh, I would say uh, absolutely. Yes. Um, and I really like that question. Um, it, it, there's actually I think two points that stand out to me um, from my different experiences that I've had. Um, the first one is from a, a, a finance geek perspective, if you would. <laughs> Nothing wrong with being a finance geek, right? No, come on, get in line. We're all geeks. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm so thankful that my very first role was very focused on accounting. So I was really deeply involved with the month-end, quarter-end close process. Mm-hmm. And this included the, you know, preparing journal entries, um, obtaining the status of vendors for accruals during recons, et cetera. And um, that experience, um, being able to be confident in in, in accounting, I think has really helped me and served me well uh, going forward. Um, I think about doing expense forecasts, for example, and I think that if I had not had that accounting experience, they likely would not have been as accurate as I'm, I'm able to get them. Mm. Um, I think with just being able to explain variances, being able to go back and dig into the accounting just makes those explanations, I think, much more meaningful to the business partner. And so, you know, it's not necessary to have a CPA, but I I think it's important to have a good understanding of accounting, um, for any finance business partner. Nice. Okay. The, the, the second point, um, is, is I, I think that like open communication, is absolutely critical. And, you know, we, we hear communication so much, it, it sounds like a cliche, but if I could just take a moment to maybe add a little bit more color sure. um, to what I mean. Um, when, when I think about open communication, um, I think it just much more than just having, you know, the, the quick kind of budget versus actual review or maybe sending off a report to address some fire drill. Um, it, it, it's more It's more than just that. Um, at times it may mean having a uh, dialogue with your business partner, and other times it may mean actually having a debate with your business partner um, and if either, either of those can take place without ruining the working relationship, then I think it, it means that you know you 've become well positioned to be a trusted advisor to your business partner um, I, I found that having regular one on one sessions with the business partner is that does an incredible amount with helping you to understand the strategy of the organization. And it also will help the business partner buy in to, if it comes time to planning, budgeting, and so forth. And so these types of of regular really getting into the the nuts and bolts, if you would, of the business, um, I think also help to break down the stereotype that the finance person is just the bean counter or the finance police type who only shows up when something goes wrong. But instead, it is well positioned to contribute uh, to the business,
0: right? And, and I think those stereotypes used to be our roles, you know, quite a few exactly. years ago, right? Not not us personally, but but the finance function in general. Wow! All right, that's that's awesome insight. Um, so we worked together in Silicon Valley, and, and um, both later moved to other places far away from Silicon Valley. From my perspective, it was such a a unique place and um i after moving away i realized how much it affected how i viewed things i'm curious if your perspective on being a finance business partner changed after you left silicon valley
1: yes um you know um my intro to silicon valley um way back in high school a friend of mine showed me this article in business week about this place called uh, silicon valley And I just remember being so fascinated (laughs) that, uh, you know, there are all these companies that seem to be concentrated in this one location. And I just kind of put it in the back of my head, not realizing that I eventually end up working there. Uh, there, There's certainly no place like the Bay Area and and working in Silicon Valley. Um, So many uh, companies that are very good at what they do. Um, it can be extremely fast paced because of the competitive nature of, of, of business out there. Um, and also, I mean, just living in the Bay area um, from a cultural perspective, from a good restaurant perspective, um, there's few places like that. So there, 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 there is quite a bit um, that has kind of shaped my approach, if you would, to the business support. And, um, one of the things that, that stands out to me is that because of the nature of the business, business in Silicon Valley, it, it's virtually impossible um, to not be able to thrive without having a good team effort. And, and usually it's a cross-functional effort. Um, something I wish that I would have learned earlier in my career mm-hmm. is the importance of being joined at the hip with the business partner's operations program, uh, person. Um, you know, this role, this role might be, they might be like solely operations or it may be a a part of their overall function, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think having finance and operations worked hand in hand together is is so critical. Um, if if I, with the benefit of hindsight, if I look at some of the roles that where things didn't go so well, um, with my business partnering support, um, I I, I think it, it was the equivalent of essentially trying to balance a, a two-legged stool, if you would. Um, the operation person may have been going off doing their thing, I may have been going off doing my finance thing, and we're trying to balance a two-legged stool, which sometimes you might be able to get it to stand up, but inevitably it's gonna fall over. And then that's when you end up in this downward spiral, spiral maybe finger pointing at who did what wrong. And in, in essence, the business doesn't move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think until you can establish a relationship where that third leg of the stool is is established, or even better, the the, fourth leg of the stool, where the third leg means a strong working relationship with the operations person, and then the fourth leg means you bring in the rest of the management team as well. So everyone kind of understands um, the challenges and maybe the the constraints that you have with achieving the, the, the strategy, and then everyone's moving in the same direction from their different perspectives, but you, 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 you have a common goal. And I think once that happens, the the role
0: of the finance business partner opens up to so many more possibilities. You know, that, that makes so much sense. I think in our, our partnering role, the focus a lot of times is on making the best decision, given the information we have available, advising our partner uh, so that they can make the best decision, but once you make decisions, um, you have to enact them, right? And you have to make them happen. And so having that strong link to operations and also for a feedback loop is is so critical. It definitely takes a team. I think that's well put. It's just, just one other quick point um, regarding Silicon Valley. Um, I, I also went through the
1: whole dot-com bubble and subsequent burst of the bubble. And, um, you know, I, I think about maybe uh, some of the either new graduates or recent grads who are going into business now. And unfortunately, we're kind of seem to be headed in a downturn. So I would just say, you know, business is made up of cycles. You know, there's going to be expansions and contractions. And, you know, if things look a little bit bleak, I would just encourage, you know, that the new grads to stay positive. Um, you know, keep, keep going forward with what your career goal is. And eventually we'll, we'll have an upturn. And, uh, and things will hopefully get a lot better than what we're dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, that that that's good advice. And, you know, for our listeners that um, are earlier in their career, it's important to remember that this is, you know, this is definitely not forever. Yeah. H- how has working, uh, remote working in a pandemic changed how you do your job this year?
1: Yes. You know, um, a, a friend of mine, uh, we were talking and, and uh, she mentioned that I was a trailblazer with remote working um, <laughs> okay. now, now every everyone has followed um because of of how my business partners uh, most of them worked remotely and so it, it it was it was fairly easy for me to transition into working remotely as well um so before this uh, awful pandemic hit us um i I had been working remotely for about a year and a half or so, so I was uh, plenty of I, practice. I, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I, I had my home office uh, set up. Um, I'd gone through some of the challenges. I think one of the, one of the, the biggest hurdles was um, feeling disconnected from the rest of the team. Hmm. And it's interesting. Um, I wasn't disconnected from my business partners because, you know, we had already been working remotely, even when I sat in the office, but it was more from the uh, finance staff. Um my my boss and I basically sat next to each other in the office, and and I guess I underestimated how important it was that we'd had these quick chats on mm. different issues or just casual conversations. And um, all of a sudden, you know, that was gone. So I um I, I, I tried to reach out to some people who had actually had more experience working remotely. And one bit of advice that I got that I really strive to to implement is that I was told to. I should really work to over communicate, and um, you know that that really that really resonated with me. I, um, I- instead of you know de- de- deferring to email, I would purposefully do a phone call. And um, if if there were meetings, I'd make sure that my camera was on with the uh, Zoom meetings. Um, anything I could do to make sure that I wasn't out of sight, out of mind, you know, with my sure. with my own team. Um, so I, I think those 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 water cooler type conversations that we all have in the, in the office, um, that's probably the the was the biggest challenge to the transition to working remotely. Yeah, and, and I think something that you actively have to to work to uh, to address. Um, the 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 I guess if there's anything positive from the, this whole this whole issue that we're going through, is that now that everyone's remote. Um, I think everyone is now conscious of making sure that everyone's included in a conversation. Um, We probably took for granted some of our people that work overseas and what have you and didn't really actively include them in meetings. And so I think this is just making everyone much more aware. Um, And and also, in in some ways, it's a lot easier uh, to, to have meetings remotely. Um, than than working in the office, so it, it's been it's been a combination of good and bad, and definitely definitely a
0: learning experience. Yeah, uh, that's that's interesting. I, I've noticed that I can reach out to my direct colleagues um, a little bit more easily in this remote situation. So I'll ping somebody frequently, either on Teams or Skype. Uh, those are the tools we use. And, um, you know, most of the time they'll pick up. So, <laughs> so there, there is a silver lining to this, uh, this temporary nightmare. Um, so, Cliff, um, I, like to, I like to ask all my guests, where is the finance business partner role heading? From your perspective and, and what should people be doing now to prepare for that future regardless of where you are in your career journey early mid-stage or even later stage yes yes you know um i
1: i've attended a uh it was probably a couple of years ago now um i attended a workshop and uh the person presenting had a lot of experience with um how finance has transitioned over the years was also able to give their perspective on how things would be changing in the future uh, with transition to cloud computing and with AI and so forth. Um, so, so I, I know that there's a lot out there, um, and uh, I'll probably I probably leave the the preco- the the prognosticating <laughs> to the experts mm-hmm. in terms of how, where the trends will will go. But I, I do want to give an example of how I thinks how I think. Uh, things might change and how it might be uh, beneficial um, to anyone wherever they are in their career. Um, I, I think about, there's a lot of a scenario analysis that that I do in my current role. And some of the, some of the analysis are, you know, are, are pretty, pretty detailed and pretty involved, but yet I can get those done in about an hour or two. And I think back to my first analyst role and literally that same type of analysis would have taken probably a couple of analysts maybe a, a couple of days to, to get it completed. And so here I'm able to do, you know, the work of a couple of people myself in a much shorter time frame, And so I see that type of trend, you know, over the next maybe three to five years, mm-hmm. just accelerating. So if, 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 if we just, you know, reflect back on the couple of points I brought up earlier about, um, you know, working tightly with an operations person and, um, If you're positioning yourself to be a trusted advisor, then even if you get more efficient tools and better tools where you're able to um, react much more quickly to to the competition, where your business partner may demand a wider cross-section of data in a much shorter time period, um, your role is not going to go away. But your arsenal of tools is just going to increase and just make you much more effective as a business partner. And so I see that accelerating, um, you know, in in the short term, but um, as as long as a person is staying up to date on, you know, the the most popular uh, cloud applications for finance um, and maybe some of the other uh, reporting type tools, um, I don't think that the the role itself will go away. I just think um, business partnering will just become uh, much more deeply involved in, in the business.
0: Oh, that's excellent. Wow. Cliff you've given us a lot to think about and I think some some great sage advice on the partnering role that we that we play and I want to say thank you so much again for being with us today. Ah thank you so much Matt. And thank you to our subscribers for listening to this episode of Upside Downside. We will see you next time. Have a good day. Okay, recording uh